Welcome back to the Namra Podcast. Today we have a very special episode with myself, Justin, and our good friend, John LaPointe of the LaPointe Insurance Agency. We're going to talk a little bit about marketing, bringing visions to life through video. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good episode, so don't want to miss it. John, thank you so much for being here with us, man. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Thanks for putting up with the... Uh hour delay and me getting here torrential rain yeah traffic and rain you know what are you gonna do about it uh classic excuse you guys will never know if i was telling the truth or not but uh Uh, here we are and we're doing the podcast anyway i think if you live in rhode island you understand the drainage issues here so i don't think anybody would doubt it definitely they just i live in north smithfield and they are they're finally after years of not doing it repaving 146 over by the drive-in movie theater that area and um they just finished repaving it yesterday and as i was driving home i was like i don't know they're gonna have to do this again because where that wherever they repaved was just like massive pooling of water (laughs) they just redid federal hill and i I was like there's a big puddle of water i was like that can't be right (laughs) i'm not i'm not not a urban planner or like uh (laughs) there should be a drain right here yeah Yeah. you know i'm no asphalt guy but i'm pretty (laughs) sure that that's not how it's supposed to be yeah that's not right um, so yeah, you know, that's Rhode Island for you. No. So don't worry about it. Me and Justin, were just playing some Mario Kart while you were, yep. you know, we finished up some Perfect. work, played a little See, Mario Kart. Go. So we're good. We got the that's studio going. That. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Justin, do you want to jump into the first thing you wanted to ask, uh, John sure. about? Or? Sure. Absolutely. So John, thank you again for being here. We wanted to really get an idea of like, you know, we want to talk about who you are, um, give people who may not know you, which I think is a, a rare occurrence because everybody knows the point, um, who you are, what you guys do. And then I want to also talk a little bit about some of the, um, videos that we make your vision for it um, and then marketing stuff as well I know Taylor wanted to talk about so sure yeah so who we are uh, who I am I'm John LaPointe LaPointe Insurance is our agency we're a we're family-owned insurance agency we've been around for a while Uh, my grandfather started the business in the 1960s which I'm really proud of and, and glad to be a part of a family business I think it has we'll touch on that later but it's a lot of there's a lot of cool aspects to that and I take a lot of pride in it um being an insurance agency, you can go a lot of different routes. There's a lot of different aspects of insurance that you could focus on. When I first started in insurance, my focus was commercial insurance because that's what my dad did. And that's what he thought would be a good opportunity for me. I was kind of like the, uh, the fuller brush man, <laughs> like we were talking about earlier, yeah. right? I was knocking on uh, business owners' doors, dropping off business cards, seeing if I could write their business insurance. And... A lot of no's. It was, yeah, (laughs) dealing with a lot of rejection, but learning a lot through the process. And ultimately, um, through a kind of series of events and connections and meeting a lot of great people, came upon homeowners insurance as a really good opportunity for us. It was a place where we had really strong markets. We had good pricing. So that's instantly attractive you know and and something that kind of puts us in a position to make sales and then had the ability to really build a team and a process around doing home insurance better than other agents out there and also some of the mega companies out there that do home insurance and you know most insurance agents or a lot of insurance agents out there will will tell you that you know personal insurance, home and auto can be a tough gig because of the level of competition that's out there with the big name companies, the companies that have 
billion dollar marketing budgets to spend on TV and at the ball games and radio, which we don't have the luxury of having. But I think in the last five years, we've proven that there's a lot of opportunities there to operate efficiently and to obtain your lead sources and clients in ways that those companies aren't doing or aren't able to do as well. And, um, you know, make those personal connections. And at the end of the day, really focus on delivering a good product so that you can put yourself in a position to be successful. And so I took that idea of kind of being good at home insurance and having some opportunity there. And we've run with it and we keep changing things and we're going to change things again. But the way we're doing things right now is, is awesome. And the growth has been really incredible. So, you know, we're, we're a first and foremost home insurance agency. And I would say that's our niche, but we do a lot of different things. We still do, you know, your auto insurance, commercial insurance and whatnot. Yeah. And it's a good way to get in. Like <clears throat> the way I kind of explain it to people, cause I use you as an example all the time. Um, you can't necessarily compete with a billion dollar Geico or flow in like uh, budget. Those are big hammers. But what you can do as a small brokerage um, is like sharpen the knife, right? So you can be really, really poignant with your message and your strategy. And if you kind of sharpen that marketing message down, you can cut like a like a razor blade instead of being a big hammer that goes after everyone. Exactly. You know, and still be very, very successful and cut out your little niche. 100%. And that's the value for a small business. Niche marketing, I think, is something that everybody should at least be focusing some aspect of their marketing on, some aspect of their business on, and putting more eggs in the basket of what you're really good at and doing more of that. Because, you know, it brings a smile to my face whenever a client or a referral source that we work with asks me, do you do car insurance? Yep. Because that means that the marketing we're doing is working because yes. they're just thinking of me for home insurance, but now they're asking That's where the, about the sales next. and marketing come together and meet. Exactly. So we're going to capture leads through home insurance primarily. And the way we do that is a, you know, a mix of things. We're staying in front of people with all the great and fun social media stuff we do. And we establish relationships in the real world that we then continue to develop and retain and stay in front of in the digital space. And I think that's a big part of being a successful um, small business is that you can't do one without the other, mm -hmm. you know, like if you're just digital marketing, you there, you, if you do it well enough and your message is clear and you're delivering a good product, like sure you can still do it, but I think to do it really well, you want to mix the two, right? You want your digital uh, presence to be an extension of your real world, Absolutely. you know, presence out there and being in the community and making those connections and shaking hands and um and vice versa you know one feeds the other yeah exactly and it's not like you're pretending to be something you're not you're essentially we've had this conversation a million times it's be the same person you are online as you are out there at networking events you yep. can do both yeah you know? absolutely i heard a um i heard on uh, uh instagram reel the other day a, a sound or something that was mm -hmm. that really kind of hit home for me I, and i loved it and they it was 
I think it's it's obviously been used multiple times. I appreciate I that you didn't on, say I read this oh, and then no, say, no. well, actually, I heard it on TikTok. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> so yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It was, but it's no, yeah. but it's on. Well, you know how on Reels and and uh, TikTok, you, there's a sound that mm-hmm. you can use, and then you can take that sound and you can put it on your own video. Yeah. So whoever I was, it wasn't the original one clearly because it was just a person talking. But the voiceover was saying that a lot of people in business, a lot of marketers, a lot of people trying to promote themselves on social media are spending a ton of time trying to come up with ideas for content, but the best people are the content. Yep. You be the content yep. and the rest of it will follow. And that's just like what you just said, right? right? Being yourself. Like if you're just kind of recording who you are yourself, right? It, it could be, okay, maybe we're not, um, I'm not an artist. So what I do on social media isn't visually appealing. Yep. You know, it's not like you can just set up a camera and watch me paint but there's still a lot of aspects of what we do, right? There's a question that I just answered on the phone a couple minutes ago that I can now turn around and say, that was a great question. Somebody else probably has that. I'm going to make a video. Right. Yeah. And I got to say, to go off your last point too, I think it's great that you've touched on the authenticity part because the videos that we shoot, like if you and Rick are going back and forth talking about one thing in particular, five minutes earlier, I might have heard you on the phone saying the exact same thing, but talking in the same way to the client. So like you said, the authenticity, authenticity shines both off camera and on camera. Yeah, I think and, and having that conversational tone, I guess, is what, what I refer to it as is is something that really only comes with practice too. you mm-hmm. know, it is uncomfortable getting in front of a camera, getting in front of a microphone and trying to present whatever it is to your audience. And I think a lot of people at first get really hung up on that presentation piece, yep. not realizing that if they're any good at what they're doing, they already, they're already presenting themselves well on a daily basis, right? You go to networking events, do you talk to people? Like, do, you, do people call you and do you sell them insurance? Yeah. Like, also handle it the same way. There's a camera in front of you, but like, pretend it's not. <laughs> exactly, yeah, right. exactly. So basically to kind of recap that, what you guys have done over the past like four years is you've, you've pivoted a little bit, you're becoming known for one singular item and you're lowering the cost of like new client acquisition. And you've done it in a way so that you're positioned to upsell them later. And it's funny because not until probably within a year or so, like you've been building up that book of business, having banner years, putting up numbers, but now you're just starting to consider, okay, we're bringing in all these people for home lines. How can we resell? How can we upsell and do some different things in marketing to, you know, bring in more auto lines, bring in more personal lines, whatever it might be, or, or uh, property and casual. Um, so how are you guys doing that going from the homeowner's insurance to the business and the auto? And how's that going? What are you guys up to? Yeah, absolutely. So it's something that we're, for the longest time, I, I was kind of really afraid of, like, spending any time on the other stuff mm-hmm. because I was, because everything was going focused. so, it was going so well mm-hmm. with that focus on the home insurance that now I'm, I feel like we're in a position where we can be comfortable knowing that the home insurance business is pretty steady and what we have for a process is, is really good. So we can start to add in this other stuff. And the ways we're doing it is, is for one at the point of sale, we're now making a much more conscious effort to sell that, you know, bundle, let's call it right up, right up front. But then with our existing book of clients, which has now grown to thousands of people who own homes. And if you own a home, chances are you own a car. Yep. We're, we're now going back in and retargeting those people in a variety of ways. So we have um, 
a bit of like your classic strategy of, you know, we have a list of those clients email and somebody marketing. in the office is, is calling them. Uh, we're using email marketing. Yep. So we have everybody's emails because we needed your email to send you the application to e-sign the first time. Yep. So we can send you your, you know, your regular, we use MailChimp, you mm -hmm. know, email targeting. Um, we're also in discussions with uh, Sahil on your team to yep. do some some cool Facebook and other social media marketing where we can actually target the, our list of clients and or lookalike lists of clients through social media to try and get them in, uh, you know, get get that message in front of them that we offer the car insurance as well. And it's kind of a combination of those things that's, that's really helping us out with that. And, and also just starting to focus a little bit more of our regular marketing on the car insurance too. You know, we did a series of videos um, last year, which we probably wouldn't have done four years ago, but mm -hmm. Rick and I spent half of it talking about car insurance yeah. coverages and why car insurance is important. You're like, those are things that we just hadn't really focused on. So we're trying to emulate a little bit of the same process that we did with home insurance and bring some of those cool you know, marketing ideas and, and some of that good content into the yeah. car insurance piece as well. Yeah. So we can get that in front of them. Yeah. And so basically it's like, you're going from a hundred percent strategy to an 80, 20 more so, or, or a 90, 10 or whatever it might yeah. be where 80 or 90 is on home. And now let's mix in 10 on, you know, car insurance or whatever it might be, which I think is really smart. Definitely. Um, one thing that you guys do better than anyone is I think video content and cross promotion. So can you talk a little bit about, and I know this is backing up, but talk a little bit about why you kind of bought into the video piece. And when you did buy into video, it wasn't just, let's make a sick, like rap video or like a promo. Let's not video. go viral. Like you, That's yeah, let's not go viral. Favorite the first videos we did together, right? Totally. Talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah, so the first video series that I think I did with Taylor was <laughs> we would, uh, yeah, this is a perfect example of what I was saying, how it should be an extension of, what you're doing in the real world. Mm -hmm. And I saw a great opportunity in taking the, you know, um, networking that I was doing in the real world, right? Yep. Going to networking events, stopping by a realtor's office or a closing attorney or a mortgage loan officer and like getting to know them a little bit and like chatting with them, taking that same conversation and turning it into a video. Yep. And to me, you know, the selling point was, okay, like I'm, this costs you nothing but your time. Uh, we're going to promote you on our social media platform, free video content, free video content. You're going to get to, you know, be on our page, which we have clients, we have people we know, like I have friends and family, like this is just more eyeballs for you. And we're just going to, you know, set up a meeting. It's going to be 10 minutes. We're going to sit down and I'm going to, interview you basically and, and it was you were selecting those people in your key spheres of influence that you would typically want to be networking with anyways correct property managers real estate agents mortgage brokers 100 right yep exactly so it's like you know your classic bni group i guess yeah. of of you know referral sources but instead of doing it just in the traditional sense we're taking those conversations and putting them online giving those referral sources an opportunity to meet more people. And for me, obviously the end game is that that creates a stronger relationship with that referral partner, right? Totally. What other insurance agent do you work with is 
you know, do, do insurance agents come to your office and just bring you donuts and a business card and say, like, can we, you know, work together? Uh, that sounds great. But what if I can promote you on our yeah. social media platforms and potentially get more eyeballs on yeah. you, get more clients for you? And that's not going to cost you anything. And if you like, if, you know, if that w you feel like that went horribly and yep. you don't like me after that, then that's fine. But odds are they're going to be like, oh, this is a cool opportunity. Nobody ever thought of this doing this with me before and and yeah like actually like john's good at what he does and i will refer him business so he's trying to help our business yeah, right how many times do you see you know x y and z like you know they're at the celtics game one night with this you know real estate agent and then the next night they're at a dinner with another one and it's like it's the pay to play, you're breaking through that pay to play model right. so to speak for sure by yeah, providing value yeah, definitely exactly. it's it's adding value right, right. Yeah. yeah i think that was all on the tip of our tongue but <laughs> yeah that is, that is what we're trying to do and, and we can try and do that in a number of different ways yeah it's you, if you can help somebody else get in front of more people through social media great if you're yeah, and I'll walk this back a little bit too, because we talk a lot about marketing. But another thing is that, like, make sure you are like good at what you do. Also, good at what you right. You have to like walk the Follow walk. Through. Also, yeah. right. So that that's a big part of it. Like, no matter how good your marketing is and how you know fun your videos are and uh, what a good you know promoter of other people you are, is if you're still not like doing the best job. Yeah. you can for them it's at the, the end product of the day, or service stinks right. yeah right Marketing it's just matter. going right exactly so that's that's been a huge piece of it too and we probably won't touch on that too much today but it's just like, there's a lot of people in our office who aren't front facing as much as maybe me or rick or al and the sales guys but like everybody who yeah shows up they, every day and puts in the work is the reason why any of this stuff actually matters yep the marketing is kind of the sexy thing that gets talked about all the time but if the gears aren't spinning right if everything isn't working right on the back end yeah. it's kind of all for naught you know and yeah. I, I think that's good um, to touch on so the the next thing i wanted to ask you about was um, when you are breaking through that like pay-to-play model was there anything you were worried about when you're cross-promoting with all these people like I, I know i run into it all the time where people are nervous to do videos with you know, one person and then maybe a video with their competitor later. How did you kind of break through that? How did, was there any bumps? Is that something you can touch on a little bit maybe give some advice to people in your industry or other industries as well? Yeah, sure. So at first, I, I honestly, I would say when I was first starting out, I didn't have a lot of fear of that. It's always in the back of your mind when you're thinking about the concept of, of yeah, like ideally, right? Let's say, what my best referral source, the, the target market for me, the people who are going to send me the most leads are mortgage lenders. That's, that is pretty much our target market. I mean, real estate agents are a good referral source as well, but mortgage lenders have proven to be the best referral source for us. They don't get to close their loan and get paid unless their client obtains yep. an insurance binder. And so it's really important for them to have a good insurance person. But yeah, at first I was a little concerned that, you know, if I was doing a video and promoting this mortgage lender, maybe this other guy that I work with is going to see that and be jealous that I wasn't reaching out to them to do it. And I kind of just got over that fear pretty quick because I realized that, you know, it's, it's not really like I'm choosing favorites between one person or the other. I'm not saying like, 
that I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to promote this person, but not you. Like you're opening can, up to everyone. Yeah, like right. we can do a video too. Yeah, you know? what's your idea? Exactly. Let's do something different. Yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? That's fun. And and so that was kind of the way I handled it, and and quickly realized that that you know didn't deserve as much credit as maybe I was giving it in my head at first. You know, it's like it's not something that I think is is worth putting too much stock into because the people who are potentially the referral sources or the other business people out there who would have something to say about that or, or would not want to yeah see you working with somebody else are probably not the type of person that you'd want to work with anyway. I love that you long, said not that. A long, I love yeah, that you said Not that a long-term, not a good medium. You know what I mean? Strategy. Like the best yeah. relationships that I have are people who are like, honestly, like ha- happy that I'm a good partner for them, that when their client calls, they know the job's going to get done and that it's going to make their life easier because they know they're working with a, a professional on the other hand, on the other end of that transaction that's going to get stuff done and, and and that's really all it comes down to. And they're happy to see that you're working with other people. And they're happy to see right. that you they're have succeeding. a big network. Right. And, and, they're, and, and actually, they're going to then reach out to you and say, like, hey, let's talk about, like, how did you do that? Because I, I actually want to build a referral network of people. And, like, that's People just, who want to keep it collaborative. That's yeah, the right that's mindset. Right. right. That's yeah. the right mindset to go about things. So the person who's, like, so hung up on this competition is the yeah it's just the type of person that's gonna be kind of a sour relationship at a certain point yeah Yeah. and it goes back i think one thing correct me if i'm wrong but it goes back to also be the fucking best at what you do right if you are the best then they like can get a steak dinner bought for them every day of the week but they're not going to want to refer their business to that guy 100%. because they're not getting it done like it, LaPointe it, Insurance. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and this this comes up too sometimes because like we do try and add value to our relationships, right? We do, when possible, like to cross-promote. And, and for me, I have done less of these collaborative videos and, and more so, it's not, it's not because I am opposed to it at this point. It's actually that, you know, we have if we have resources to do these kinds of videos, I want to give that opportunity to somebody newer in the office. In the office, yeah, spread the love. A, yeah, who has a an opportunity to grow their network more so than I do. Like I'm, I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just I'm not in a position where I really need to do that. And also, I'm in a position where I guess, looking back on it, maybe I, like, I do have. Like if I started doing this again, like I, I could fill up every day of the week with referral yep. partner videos. Like mm-hmm. I would, I would kind of reach a critical mass. So it's like, and I would, and I would ha- want to make that open too. You know, I want to be like, if you want to do this video with me, like anybody can do it. Yeah. And all right. of a sudden, I'd have three hundred sixty-five days of videos. Yeah. Video. Well, so you have to be particular at some point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. But for somebody newer who's maybe got twenty connections, like go out and do it. And right. out of those twenty connections, maybe five people will want to do a video with you, and like definitely use the resources for your video. But well, you're transitioning a little bit, right? And it's like you're still using that same model of provide value to the people most important to you. Yeah. You know, it's referral yeah. partners, and now it's like other people on your team. You want right. to build them up so that they can be John LaPointe, you yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's important to, I think, you know, give yeah give others the tools to, to make their own network and, and grow that. And, you know, we don't get me wrong, like we still do our fair share of content. And I'm, yeah. I'm in mm-hmm. front of the camera a lot, but it's, when there's an opportunity to 
yeah, take take more of that bandwidth and give it to a yeah. newer person. I'd rather do that and see them grow. Succeed. Which is great to see. I mean, you talked about it earlier, is right? You started off uh, early on in, in your career, and then you built your way up to now being up in the in the top ranks and kind of sending that elevator back down to the people who you can appreciate can work their way up. So it's yeah, really good to see. Definitely, it's yeah. fun to watch somebody newer like get that opportunity and go through some of those same same things and and have questions like we're just talking about right now like oh if i do this video with so and so isn't this person going to get offended and like well you know if you feel that way then then you know don't, then don't do it but if you want to you know trust my opinion of it like and maybe take a little bit of a risk here do it and if that person decides that's a reason they don't want to work with you like that wasn't a person you wanted to work with in the first place either way you're going to grow from the situation yeah, exactly so. eventually that's going to Turned yeah. out to be a lot of times yeah. for me anyways, like one phone call person to person smooths over a lot of stuff where it's like, all right, it, you might be yeah. salty about this or whatever, but it's like, let's just have a call it's a conversation and talk. And yeah. it's, it's really not as big as you blow it up into your head. Right. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. I think, you know, at the end of the day, for the most part, people in sales recognize the amount of work that it takes to, to generate referral sources. And yeah, I mean, I have, um, yeah, what I was trying to say earlier, I, it escaped my mind, but I've, I've had referral sources in the past ask me, like, you know, hey, I've been referring you now for like six months, and I realize I've not got a referral from you yet, yeah. and um, like, if there's anybody you know that's looking for a mortgage or looking to buy a house or whatever, let me, let me know, you know, I'd love to work with them, and my answer to that is always the same and it's maybe more polite than this but if you're looking for an insurance agent to be your referral source then you're looking in the wrong place yeah. you know that's not what i'm here for <laughs> yeah right. exactly yeah. like my job's not to cultivate leads for you my job's to be the best insurance agent and sometimes possible. it's way better to set expectations yeah. right off the rip right it's fine you that know? you asked but here's the deal that's right. not gonna exactly like i'm just not well, A, I'm not going to be in a position to refer any mortgage lender very often because 99% of the time when I'm in a transaction for real estate, I'm the last person being yep. called. <laughs> right. You know? yeah. right. The mortgage is already set up. They've got an accepted offer. They're already in, under agreement. They have an attorney picked out. Like, And somebody just told them they need an insurance binder. Like, I'm the last guy. They already right. did their inspection. They already have a mover hired. Like, right. Insurance was the last thing that anybody thought about. And they, they should know that. They yeah, know that. For sure. Yeah. And I think that, you know, then that just means... I'm just like any other person. I'm just like your friend or your family, like, you know, like your, I don't know, your uncle. Like, how many people in a given year does your uncle know that's buying a house? Yep. Like, two? I don't know. Yeah. Fucking hey, you think I'm going to refer you? I know 100 <laughs> lenders, yeah. like, you know? Right. And you've referred me six times over the last six months. Right. Like, yeah. no. Right. It's just not real. It's unrealistic, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that's something that comes up a lot, and I always, yeah, I always go back to, like, that was your original point, Taylor, is like, be the best at what you do. And, and that's the reason why people will continue to refer you, right? Mm -hmm. People are going to recognize you and people are going to remember you maybe through what you do by marketing, but people are going to continue to work with you because you're good at what you do. Yep. And yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. And that's the, be it's a hell of a lot better than lying or stringing someone along right. or telling them 
what they want to hear, you mm-hmm. know, because that's not a good long term right, strategy. Right. Yeah, I tell yeah, next time I know somebody, I'll definitely let you know. And I, it kill it hurts us a lot of times because I'll have people flat out like say like I'll work with you, but just promise me it's going to get me business or whatever. And it's like I I, I'm not doing it. That's I won't. The cardinal rule, right. yeah, because when, it's not. Get, it's it's a. I, <laughs> Right. That's a fiduciary responsibility for me to not say the market's going up yeah. or it's going to work. It's just, I can't do it. But I can like, tell I you, I'm going to give you a banging it. video with uh, a banging yeah. content package. Yeah. I can't tell you it's going to get I'll you I'll tell dollars. you all the steps we right. are going to do. I'll tell you what I can provide, right. how we're going to do it, what, what's worked in the past, but I can't promise it, you know, and right. I can't promise I'm going to pass you a referral. It's just not, it, and I can sleep easy at night doing that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know easy. what? You guys right. can, you, yeah, like any of us, we can only do so much, right? If somebody yep. approaches you and says that that right that mm-hmm. they want some sort of measurable results up front before you know you even go into agreement with them like there's so many variables besides doing everything that you guys are supposed to do which you right. do right you do your jobs and you do it really well but there's other variables involved like what if like nobody fucking likes that guy like yeah. you know <laughs> like they right, can have yeah. the most awesome video yeah. but everybody sees and they're like oh sucks. i met that guy once and he was a douche yeah, like yeah, i'm right. not gonna watch this video yeah, right actually i'm gonna send this to my friend and be like Look, like it could yeah. be the most well produced like fun video of all time but they're gonna like send it to their buddy and be like oh look at this douche yeah, <laughs> like, they're like oh yeah. why is this blowing up so much because everybody's yeah. sending it right and forth calling you a dude yeah. <laughs> right? exactly. like, so if you're not like a good person in right. real life no matter how good your marketing is like eh, you know people aren't going to want to watch right. it people aren't going to want to support you and that video is not getting shared one time but totally. if you're doing the things that you're supposed to do on top of it and you've spent a lot of time and effort like cultivating your network and people think you're a good person and people mm-hmm. want to see you succeed and then you come up with some funny idea and you post a video people are going to eat that shit up and yep. they're going to be like wow this is awesome and they're going to call you the next day and be like i got a, such a kick out of that video you mm-hmm. guys are nuts that was great and it's just like again it's an extension of what you're doing in the real world but it's a it's a way to get people to just remember you yeah. and, and keep that top of mind. It's and, a recipe, yeah. man. Yeah. It's There's so many different ingredients into the recipe, but it comes together with the right amount of each ingredient. Yeah, yep. 100%. Um, so Justin, what are uh, what are some things you wanted to talk? I wanted to talk Absolutely. to John a little bit more about video and like what goes into, like what makes a good parody video? What, yeah. how can you bring an idea to life? How, talk us through that process. Justin, do you have a more specific question? I don't know. Great place to start. Yeah. Okay, so um, I think it starts with an idea that you think is funny um something I, that makes you laugh yeah right something that makes you laugh because you know it's if if it makes you laugh chances are it's going to make other like-minded people laugh yep and you should always come back to that point doesn't have because, to make everyone laugh right mm-hmm. right and, al- and always think about that too like don't don't be anytime you're thinking about like video content or something like if you think like how this is coming off and like how would how would this appear to you like you know you're, you're not going to capture every single person in your marketing and in your daily, daily life. But like, if you think that's a good idea, somebody else who's like-minded is probably going to think it's a good idea. And that's at the end of the day, a lot of what we do in, in business is that we're, we're connecting with like-minded people and yep. creating those networks. So, um, yeah, coming up with an idea that's, that's, you think is funny. And a lot of times this is just kind of spur of the moment. We've, Wow, I'm trying to think what our first parody video was. was I it? know what it was. It was Africa. Yeah, 
was the cover Africa. on Africa. Okay, so yeah. And we were looking to <laughs> That's right. resonate not with first-time home buyers, but other real estate agents, mortgage brokers, people in that sphere of influence. Correct. Yes. And that was with Garrett Duffy. Garrett so that was the a mortgage joint, musician. Yep. So that was a joint <laughs> that was a joint product yeah. project. And Shout out Garrett. you know, Garrett Duffy had um, and he's not doing as many of these music things anymore but when he when i first met him he got kids and he sold out <laughs> garrett i love you if you're listening <laughs> the, to this buddy he's the I, best. I, I really yeah garrett is is an awesome yeah, he's awesome guy. guy yep and um when i when really when i met garrett was really around the same time that i met taylor yeah. because garrett i believe introduced me to t- i think he introduced, he introduced us, all right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah and, and we, we we kind of both maybe met garrett at the same time and then garrett was like i'm trying to do these things where it's like an informal networking meeting, mm-hmm. but he called it a brain trust. And we just yep. get together and like shoot ideas back and forth and share marketing and, and, um, you know, business tips and whatnot. And it was actually fun. We were doing them for a little while. Yeah. And, um, Garrett had, when I first met him, handed me a CD of yep. his, um, album, which he was part of a band for a while. And that band still exists, but Garrett's not part of it anymore but he's still buddies with all the guys in that they were band. Like, barefoot truth barefoot right? truth they yeah. have like a million spins on spotify 100 yeah, yeah it's they're a, legit it's a really well known band and uh yeah and and garrett uh was was ripping the uh harp i believe mm-hmm. the harmonica the harmonica right? yeah, yeah blue, the, harmonica. the blues harp okay yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, the blues harp <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotcha, gotcha. he was ripping the harmonica <laughs> and uh he was uh yeah singing and and part of that band and and when I first met him as he handed me a CD and I was like, this is really cool. And I think as part of one of those brain trust meetings, we were like, you should do like some music stuff as part of your marketing. And he was hesitant. Yeah. And yeah. we were like, no, no, like Fucking you should do, do this. You're a musician. Like this would be fun. So and we he had started just doing... made that switch. Wow. He was like, well, I don't want people to get confused. Like I am a mortgage broker now. I want to be, you know, yeah. Well, like, no, like dude, 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 be the mortgage broker. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that would be fun. like a lot of people it. will think that's, that's fun. And so he started doing it and he was like, um, yeah, coming up with some ideas for it, and I gave him one of his ideas, which I will I, I will say this because <laughs> I'll toot my own horn here. One of his first r- real fun videos was Tom Petty's Free Fallen, mm-hmm. but changed the words to pre-qualin, like pre-qualifying somebody for a mortgage. And so he released that video, and like it was it was a hit. So he kind of like then was coming up with a lot of really fun ideas on his own, and I was like, we should do a collab on one, and we were like just trying to come up with a, a goofy um, song to do it. It was the same summer that Weezer had come out with a cover of Africa mm-hmm. by Toto that yeah. was wildly popular. The song had a bump. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That song, exactly. The song had had been, you know, it was still a karaoke yeah. hit yep. in bars, <laughs> but it uh, really got popular again because Weezer came out with a, yeah, it was a very popular cover of the song, which was really well, really well done. And so we came up with an idea to rewrite the lyrics about you know, first time home buyers and, and all this, but but yeah, we weren't writing the song for first time home buyers to enjoy it. We were writing the song for realtors and mortgage lenders to enjoy it because that was the content. It was mm-hmm. all kind of an inside joke about the process of home buying and some of the pitfalls and things like that. Um, and then, you and know, essentially an inside joke, right? right? Things yeah. that like-minded individuals. By happenstance, it was like perfectly technically proficient from a marketing standpoint because you picked a song that had just gotten like a bump, right, from just current events, and it was already like a karaoke hit for that, you know, 35 to 55-year-old demographic of right. those real estate agents who like love that stuff. Right, exactly. So it You're... was just a perfect storm. Yep, and then 
on top of it, the, the video was well done. We were having a lot of fun with it. Like yep. it was goofy and kind of, yeah, it was zany. Yep. And um, that video legitimately, and it's still to this day, is the most viral video that we've ever done and been a part of. And I want to say, well, I, I don't know. I don't even know. I haven't checked it in a long time. But the but the hit count on Facebook views was was something outrageous. Yeah, 250,000. Yeah, yeah. Might have been three. But yeah, by 3, now, you know, it's been a couple be. years. Wow. But like, it yeah, just got picked up. Hundreds of thousands of views, and and it got um it got shared by like a popular real estate meme page, mm-hmm. wow. and um, then at that point that popular real estate meme page had like hundreds of thousands of real estate followers. So people were sharing it. And I remember checking the next day and being like, holy shit, this video is being shared by realtors in Australia. Like it was wild, you know? So it was, it became, you know, not a, uh, not a viral video in the sense that like the entire internet internet world watched it. But I would say that the realtor world was watching that video. The real estate world was absolutely watching that video. And I can tell you with, with some certainty that like if you were a realtor or a mortgage lender in the new England area, like you were fucking recognizing my face after that. Like, you know, and I was like, damn, that was awesome. I'm like, Garrett, I'm so sorry. Like everybody who saw this video is is like your, your competition. It's all these other lenders who like now I want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, but, but Garrett definitely got a lot of eyeballs on it too. Cause obviously there's a lot of realtors involved and, and um, we both got a a ton of run out of that. It was, it was wildly successful parody video, which then, um, yeah, like kind it kind of led us down this path of, point. of yeah. yeah, like parody videos are kind of a fun way like to market yourself. <laughs> and yeah. um, we always, you know, try and, you know, yeah, toe the line a little bit of what's acceptable, right. um, you know, parody usage. And we're not doing this in an We're not like attaching to these videos like a get a quote now or anything like or that. Or buy we're, our album. We're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, buy yeah. our album. Like exactly. That's we're we're like one. we're not we're not selling music. We're not you know, we're transforming the use of this and, and what we're really just trying to do is get people to laugh, you right. know? Because at the end of the day, like I don't think somebody's gonna watch that video and be like, they look like good insurance agents. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Be cool. like, wow, these guys are goofy and they're right. having a good time. This is kind of a fun video. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all we're doing. Taking a step back a little bit too, I think you mentioned earlier something that's really important too to mention is that you spit you uh, pick a specific target audience and you go towards that target audience because you're going to create parodies towards your demographic of right. people you want to. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yep. So that that's a yeah bringing it back to the original point of what makes a good parody video. Um, you yeah you want to come up with an idea that you think is funny. Not all of them are going to hit with everybody, but if you think it's funny, chances are somebody else is going to think it's funny. Uh, you want to come up with something that is universally liked within, you know, the type of people that you're looking to connect with. And that brings us to who that, you know, who that group of people is. And so for us, it really is, again, those like real estate professionals, realtors, mortgage lenders. And so every video, if you go back and watch our parody videos, it's all going to be some sort of spin on some real estate theme, you know. Um, we had the full house video, we called it fully insured house, right? And so it was about houses and home insurance. And then Al did one. That Which was, is such a stretch, but it worked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it looked good on the title. We, yeah, we had, uh, we had uh, Fresh Prince of Deductibles, which, yep. you know, Al did 
Um, Which I got to say, like the whole thing about insurance is that like in the past and traditionally insurance commercials are very cheesy and it's a very cheesy market. So the fact that we're taking really cool spinoffs and creating it and like, yeah, it's still a little cheesy because it's that's the whole insurance part. But it's it's hip. It's fresh. It's modern. Yeah, 100 percent. And honestly, I I really like the cheesy marketing that some of the big big companies do. Like I have always been a fan of commercials and in the sense that like if the commercial makes me laugh like um, it's memorable i think it's good like liberty mutual i think does an awesome job with their commercials liberty mutual's commercial the my favorite one ever and they probably will release it again around christmas time is when they're opening up gifts around the christmas tree and they have like and it's the old school type of video like some like the dad is recording it on his camcorder so you got the nostalgia factor right of like the 90s camcorder dad's recording you opening your gifts and he and the kid opens it up and they're like what'd you get and he's like i got customized home insurance from liberty mutual (laughs) and he's holding up like a big sign that says liberty mutual and then they pan to the brother who's like i got a bike and he kicks his bike and i'm like that's so Perfect. perfect because you know what like everybody could immediately go back to that like that nostalgia right of like the kids opening up the christmas and one kid opens it he's so excited the other kid hates his gift he's kicking it and like yeah. the fact that they made the great gift customized home insurance by <laughs> liberty is, mutual yeah. is like hilarious yeah you know? and the parents are going to get so, that too like it's from a parent's perspective uh, exactly. they want that more than a bike exactly. so it's like yeah you know great. so th- and that's just a great example that was like a great ad because yeah. you're right it spanned the generations there's people our age who are maybe just you know need car insurance and they're buying their first house and there's also the parents who are like you know or established and already own their house but they still see that and everybody has a connection to it some sort of affinity and it does come back to like you still remember like what the actual product or service they were selling is i still remember yeah Yeah. and because so the one that i honestly remember from them was like the uh, dude wearing like the overalls and he's got the fishing pole and he's like, I got your dollar. But I have no fuck. I don't remember what that sale, like what it was yeah. about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, it's like, which one's better? I don't know. Right. You know? Um, so it's just, it's interesting how you do that. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Those are anyways, cheesy is, is what insurance companies are definitely up to in the marketing space and the advertising space because you you almost have to it's like it's like the icebreaker right yeah. like insurance is is not fun and most people's experience with insurance is generally n- not super pleasant you know and it's like, not a I, secret honestly, yeah right at the end of the day like I, I i say this all the time because one of the big struggles that we have um as an insurance agency that represents a lot of companies is we'll typically send out a quote to somebody for an insurance proposal with a certain company. And I, not very frequently, but I get a good amount of feedback sometimes. Somebody will come back and say, I looked at the online reviews for this company and they were poor. And my comeback is always really kind of lame because I'm like, well, they're an insurance company. Yeah. <laughs> like, check out any insurance company and their reviews are probably poor. And the reason is that the people a, a lot of insurance companies aren't, like, it's really difficult for an insurance company to capture a positive experience review um, once somebody is already a client. The people who are going to go on and leave a review are somebody who had a claim and the claim was, for some reason, messy. Maybe it was 
the insurance company's fault, maybe it was the client's fault, but that's going to be a small representation of their actual client base. And those people are leaving a nasty review because of some unhappy experience they had. And there's not too much happening with, especially the companies that we work with on the agency side, there's not a lot of positive experience happening on the front end of those transactions with the company themselves that would lead them to leave a review. Those reviews are ending up on our page where we are selling them the insurance policy, delivering them a really good process, making things easy, explaining to them all of Mm -hmm. the options there and and giving them, you know, the opportunity to decide what's going to be best for them and making it a seamless process and then asking them to leave a review for us, which is going to be a good review. And then if that client has a misfortune of having a claim that maybe didn't turn out exactly the way that they hoped it would, the bad review is probably going to wind up on the insurance company's page because we're not the one that decides whether or not the claim is made. The insurance company decides that, you know? You're in one of those unique industries where it's kind of like property management are the same thing. Yeah, sure. The good experiences are only like go so high on the meter, but the bad experiences are very polarized. Right, right. So those people that are incentivized and empowered to leave a review are almost always gonna be the negative ones. So the person who, you guys are like the unsung hero, like a baseball umpire or a referee. Sure. If they do a great job all friggin' day, no one says a word, and then maybe they, you get a slap on the ass expected. at the end, be like, right. nice job. Right. expected of you. You Ex- just did, you did what was expected. The unsung right. hero. But then if you do a bad job, people are getting thrown out, the cops are getting called right. and it's such a low right. but if you do good it's like nice job dude good job back there you, you get didn't a pat on the back you know? right. so you get none of the real yeah. credit if it goes well all of the blame if it goes bad right. and because that shows up in google reviews totally yeah or it's, whatever it's like when is somebody going to okay like what's going to make you as a consumer leave a positive review of your insurance company when you just had a claim that was paid right you had i don't know like your toilet backed up and you had like fucking sewage in your in your house and you had to get that cleaned up and then you had your house smell like shit for three weeks like this happens yeah people the house smells like shit for three weeks and then the insurance company shows up 48 hours later you know after they first file the claim and they look at it and they're like woof it smells like shit all right well (laughs) let's file this claim for you oh you're going to want to get a cleanup company out here the insurance company is not going to hire the cleanup company for you you have to get the cleanup company you get the people out there and then yeah like a month later you your house doesn't smell like shit anymore and your floors have been repaired and the insurance company paid for that great what about that makes you want to leave a positive <laughs> yeah, review yeah, for your insurance right. company they right did what they were supposed to, to but do. they did their right. job but right still and that's great you're grateful them. that you had insurance and that's awesome but like i mean was any part of that process like wowing you right. and like where is the opportunity for the insurance company to make a wowing mm. you know experience in that like not much i mean yeah. right you know like besides like i don't know like changing the way insurance companies work and like yeah, unless you sending, get out there with like, a wrench, right, you're not going to The, the insurance company yeah. sends a guy with like a fucking mop and hazmat <laughs> yeah. suit and like they yeah. start cleaning the shit up themselves. Right. And he's like, a good guy. And yeah. then, yeah. See, I think like to yeah. your point, to like to uh, echo your point is that it's not about the service that you give it. It is, but it's also more so about the face of the client, how the client experience is. Totally. Know? And yeah. that's why from like your point of view or from our point of view as a marketing company, the only thing that we can do to fight, like that's a um, industry norm in an industry marker that we can't change so what we can change is ask for more five-star reviews just you have to keep asking right keep asking, right keep asking, outweigh and those right and, I, and those. I think that the insurance companies could do a better job of that too uh, when when possible like yep. that's that's something that a, a, an insurance carrier could be a do 
could be doing a better job of is asking for reviews, you know, yeah. or, or even leaning on their agent partners to help with that cultivation, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Like if there's an insurance company that approached me and said, like, we see you guys are doing really well with your Google reviews and your online presence. We're struggling with that aspect. Like, can we work on that? You know, I would build into our process when whenever we have a client with that company and we're asking them to leave a review of us, I'd be like, Talk All right, leave a review of us. And while you're at it, why don't you leave a nice review for Vermont Mutual? Yep. Because they helped you get this great deal. And they're the company that's making all of this possible. Yep. Like, that doesn't take much work for me. Right. But, like, I'm the person that they know. And while they're already leaving one review, like, what are the chances that some percentage of them are going to leave a nice review for that company, too? Like, Maybe it's one out of 10. Maybe it's one out of 50. But still, some of those people it. probably yeah. are. Yeah, absolutely. Right, exactly. So, but yeah. insurance companies aren't, like, unfortunately... Uh, at the leading edge of, of that yeah, part right. of marketing. So to kind of pivot from that, yeah, we go to, so we make this parody video with Africa, right? And it does extremely well. We're both looking, I remember it being like, oh shit, this, like, we gotta, like, this is, we gotta take this seriously yeah. now. So it's like, this has to be part of the mix now. And I remember being like, oh fuck, like we gotta make how more, gonna how are we gonna follow this up? Right. You know? It's like the one hit wonder. Right. So we started saying like, okay, this has gotta be into the mix now. Um, so can you take us through like, what was that process like? And I mean, I guess I'll ask you this, what did your dad say? And like, what did your grandfather think when he saw those things? <laughs> if they question. did, you know, if they, you know, what was that like? Yeah, um, so, I mean, my dad thought it was a riot. Because it's guess. a third generation you know? business, to yeah, kind of say so, that again. Yeah, yeah, so my dad thought the uh, the video, the Africa video was a riot. He thought it was a lot of fun. I don't think he really understood the scope of, like, how many people were actually watching and stuff. My grandfather might have seen it, but he he probably didn't get it. Like, his hearing was never very good yeah. at that time. So, like, he, yeah, I don't know, probably... Yeah, I don't. I don't think he would have been the best person to ask his opinion. Wrong demographic. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like Africa. Yeah, right. The song Africa is way after his. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't get the song. He's probably having trouble hearing the lyrics. He's not gonna get this parody. He's like, oh, that's great, John. Yeah, but like, proud of you. Yeah, good job. What is that? So, but my dad thought it was great. He thought it was funny. He was a riot. But yeah, I think the the then transition from there was like all right, well, this is a hit. This is the kind of stuff that's getting people to laugh. Like, we should do some, yeah, more of this kind of stuff. So he was right? open to it. Yeah, right. He was open to it. And he's been open to our, I think, marketing schemes and ideas all along. Like, yeah. he's been pretty good. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, I give him a lot of credit. He's been very open to change and new things and kind of letting the young kids, so to speak, go out and, and make their ideas happen while at the same time, being, um, you know, like supportive in, in every sense of the word, like, you know, supportive in the sense that, yes, like go out and do this, but supportive also in the, okay, like this is something that we need to fix or whatever it is, right? And generally not on the marketing. There hasn't been anything that he said, like, don't do that. Mm -hmm. uh, we did one video that was like a parody of the SVU trailer. And mm -hmm. this is one that was actually like did it in house. Dan did a really fun job with it. Um, but the first iteration of it, he put at the end the credits and it said produced by Dick Lee. And my dad was like, come on, guys, like you can't say produced by Dick Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dick Lee's the actual producer yeah, right. of, <laughs> of SVU. Like, yeah. You actually, yeah, we got to like change that. So, but like little things like that. But, but for the most part, yeah, he's he has been super supportive of us. Since day one, have there yeah. ever been, like, what are some, um, maybe, like, uh, have there been any situations where as, like, a third generation, like, 
guy in the business. Have there ever been stumbling blocks? Have there ever been when you're like, oh, dad, you don't know what you're doing. Like, you're, <laughs> yeah. I know better. Like, sure. have there been those things, like, where you do butt heads a little bit? I would say, like, rarely, you know. Maybe it's, like, been some things where we, but not, not really. Yeah. For the most part, he is, yeah, he's been pretty supportive of the whole endeavor. Um, when I started to do a lot more of the home insurance and took the foot off the gas pedal of the commercial insurance that he had originally hired me to do, yeah. right? And what was successful for him was probably the only time when there was like a serious contemplation about the direction I was going in and like how, whether or not he was going to be supportive of that. And um, I think he caught on early on that that was something that actually was was worthwhile, you know, because he could see the numbers the grow. Yeah, and, and, and it went from, you know, me writing, you know, like, a couple policies a week to being like, okay, this is pretty good. A couple policies a week to writing like, you know, I don't know, maybe 10 policies a week and 10 policies a week was beating our monthly records. Like that was more wow. than we'd ever write in a month. Right. We and what do you write now? Now we write five to 600 a month. Oh, yeah. And so when, when I first started in the agency, we would have like a policy count, like spreadsheet and we'd, all kind of get together and see like how many new business policies we wrote in a given time period. And if you go back and look at the ones from like, uh, I guess it would be like 2017 at this time, we would average maybe like 25 to 30 policies a month. Total. A month. Yeah. And now, so that means we are, we're somewhere from like 300 to 350 policies a year. We beat those numbers handily in three weeks. Wow. Yeah. You know, and that's like, boom, right? We're and you guys were not on like your dad and grandfather were very successful in the industry doing it a very different right. way. So we, yeah. you got to like, I give them so much credit for always giving you leeway, like room to grow, room to try new things. 100%. Like if you're going to fail, fail your own way. Yeah. Right. They Absolutely. gave you the, the reins of their baby. So yeah. that takes a lot. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think it was, it's, it goes both ways. You know, like I, I was given a really good opportunity and definitely don't take that lightly and, and still don't, you know, I'm the first person in the office most, most days, but also they, um, like I made sure that I was doing right by them also, totally. you know, like I wasn't just, yeah, like coming up with this idea and then I like not seeing it through, well, you know, the, one of the, I, I, I read this. I saw it on like TikTok or something. But uh, it was this guy. He's like the worst people to work with. And I thought of you when I saw this was like the ambitious people who are lazy. Like that is what will not work out. Like those are the worst people. Ambitious. I have a bunch of ideas, but no follow through. And you're like the total opposite of that. Like you have all this ambition. You wanted to take it this one direction. And then you fucking put in the work right. to make it happen. Totally, man. And honestly, I, I I think we've spent a lot of time talking about like some of the fun, different ideas and stuff that we have. But also, like a big thing that I always lean on, especially when talking to other entrepreneurs and other people in the industry, is like, yeah, you, you could have the greatest idea ever, but like you got to put you had to have that execution. And I use myself as an example because like we're an insurance agency, we're doing home insurance. How many places can you buy home insurance from? Like, I don't have a novel idea at mm -hmm. all. Like, but what we're doing is trying to do it better than the other people. Like, you know, and we're trying different to, at least. Yeah, at least a little different. But yeah. like, for the most part, like our product is the same product that you could get a hundred different places. Yep. Like, I mean, not even for the most part. That literally, what we're selling is 
as something that you could get. Like the policy that I sold you for your homeowner's insurance, there are literally a hundred other insurance agents that you could have bought that exact mm-hmm. same policy from. And there's 95 of them that do it the exact same way. But you guys do it just a little bit differently. Right. And that's all that you need. Yeah, right? Is it? And right. you just, you know, it's all com- combination of factors, I guess. But Which, yeah, it's good stuff. For the business owner or for the son, whatever, grandson of the business owner out there that's like getting into business with their family and who's looking to maybe like, damn, we need to step up the social media game or we got to do something different. What, do you have any advice for that person? Like, what would you recommend them? Assuming their dad's not just a dick, like like assu- <laughs> totally. assuming they have yeah. some say in it, because sometimes you just have no shot. Yeah, but you, um, okay, here's an idea: involve your parents or grandparents in that first set of videos. Yeah, make them central to that. Make them the person that has the wisdom to share to all of your social media followers. Show them how it's working. Yeah, exactly. That's how you're gonna do it. Like, and if they're not comfortable to do that, well then, okay, you're going to have to pivot to something else. But that's my first thought is, yeah, if you're going to start doing some social media campaign and you, you're uncomfortable with the idea of your, you know, parents or grandparents, your business owner, you know, family members that are in the position to tell you whether or not you can do that, involve them in that process and tell them like, this is, you know, this, this is going to be uh, free for us, you know, like I have an iPhone and yeah. we, all we need to do is record you on camera, like saying a few things about us and like, we're going to post that. And I like don't think you, the gen- older generation realizes the impact that solely that decision can make. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, you know, we've been talking about parody videos and whatnot, but the one of my favorite series, um, yeah, my favorite series of videos that we ever did was my grandfather. We yeah. put him on camera and he, just talked about how he started the business. He talked about um, like what his family thought when he was transitioning from working at the post office to going into an entrepreneurial business of insurance. And he talked about um, one of the most like devastating claims to impact his business as an insurance agency owner. There was a bad fire in Fall River. It was pretty historic. The Notre Dame church caught fire and a lot of the houses nearby and the tenants who lived there all suffered really bad losses. Thankfully, nobody was um, badly injured in it, but a lot of people lost everything they had. And he took a lot of pride in being able to know that his clients were covered for mm-hmm. their insurance, yeah. you know, and that they were able to deliver checks to, to make those people um, be able to get back on their feet. And he explained that, you know, and, and what that meant to him. And like, kind of going back and have him told some stories yeah like that which were really well received like those yeah. were things that a lot of people came up to me at an event and were like that was so cool like that video was awesome yeah and, and that's like maybe that's the best way to do it right like maybe you're going to work for your dad in some business and yeah maybe your dad doesn't want to do it you're like what about grandpa or Pepe yeah. or, you know, uh, and don't be scared to ask or Nana. Yeah, know, exactly. Whoever. Like, can they, you know, like I, they started this business. I know they're retired now, but like, what if we get them on camera and they talk about how they started this business? Like you think <laughs> there's no way they're saying no to that. Yeah, yeah. totally. No yeah. way they're saying no and to that. And that's going to be great content Yeah, because it's going to be you. Yeah. Pe- yeah. People you know? will totally agree with that. I mean, you know, like 
looping back to the original point, maybe I'm not uh, somebody in their demographic, but maybe I am starting a business or inheriting a business and I need to learn some of those steps in order to, you know, like understand their story or understand their process. So it's, yeah. it's helpful to people that you may not even know you're helping. So Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like, and you can go back and look at those and it's, and it's funny to see the things that, you know, people thought about as important too, like 50, 60 years ago, you know, the yeah. way that what was, what was viewed as like a big risk or what was viewed as, yeah, like a different challenge, you know, right. it's, it's really interesting. It gives, gives good perspective and, and people really appreciate that kind of level of storytelling. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's another, that's just another aspect of digital marketing that you could do storytelling, storytelling. right? Yeah. Storytelling. Like that's just a, it's a, that can be a really great way to get people behind your vision. Mm-hmm. Um, is to share that story with them. So yeah, and you don't always have to like you said, like that one with your grandfather did so well, and it wasn't like shaking your ass on TikTok or doing some stupid <laughs> right. parody video. It's like be authentic. It's like this is something like you guys don't have Herman. <laughs> we got Herman. Yeah. You know, like show him off. You know, right? Yeah, hundred um, percent. That's the kind of stuff that's definitely like it's a uh, yeah. yeah. So don't be afraid to get those. Like if you're new in business or, or taking over that business, don't be scared to ask the parents to be involved. You can still run point and it can still be your thing, but like, because you know more about it than they yeah, do. Get they them involved. To, like they, you know, they don't know how to record and post a video on social media, but yes, get them involved. And make that's it easy be, for them. And that's going to be the best way to break the ice. Yep. And then if you want to, yeah, like fucking twerk on TikTok, <laughs> yeah. with, you know, like you sell whatever it is you're selling. Like, great. Like, you know, cause they'll, they'll, they will have bought into the idea of, Yes, you know, I get, they will get it. They will make them understand. You'd be like, yep, this is, look, you know, 5,000 people viewed this video. Um, Like, you know, when's the last time you were able to see how many people viewed the fucking placemat that you, you know, that you bought at the the diner. Or the ad in the newspaper. Right. Do you know? Dad, how many people saw that billboard? Right. How many people well, do you know? People and on 95. Not, not only <laughs> yeah. that, too. Do you, okay. do you have cameras in their cars? Do you yeah. know where their eyes are looking? Exactly. Yeah. But, exactly. like, that's the thing. The whole traditional uh, billboard, like, mentality is that you're going to see a 1,000, maybe a 100,000 people, but maybe only 10% of those people are looking for a home insurance. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the internet, you can specifically target those people. So 100% of those people are interested. Right. Yeah. And I can tell you how long they watched for. Yeah. Right. Like you, it's to the exact variable, and yeah. you can know how to change those variables and play into the buyer's psychology to get them to want to buy more of you. 100%. I mean, and there's you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like, there's big companies out there that are doing this every single day, and you know it because you're being sold every single day. Yep. You know, like, I don't know, how many times have you been, um, you know, I don't know, sitting in your living room, and if you have, like, a smart device or just a phone with a microphone in it, and mm. you and your girlfriend or you and whoever are talking about, you know, some something right Mm -hmm. pizza i don't know and then you pull up your instagram and you start scrolling and you have like a DiGiorno's ad staring you in the face like ah that's that's how the internet yeah (laughs) you know we got you pizza's the interest and they were targeting by interest pizza and that was now served to you as an ad right or you know like you're on amazon on one device browsing for some sort of product and you didn't buy it but then the next day that product is showing up in your feed somewhere else. Yes. 
Yep. I'm going to buy it now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> God <laughs> is speaking to me. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. how, and, and, yeah. and that's, and yeah. that's how, you God's know, name like, is yeah. Zuckerberg. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. Oh my God. The, For sure. <laughs> That's awesome. The universe is telling me <laughs> that exactly. I need this zucchini spiralizer right now. <laughs> the zucchini spiralizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. So uh, we covered a lot. What um, kind of to wrap up? Like one of the things I wanted to know about are are there any like current challenges? Like what's next? Like where are you going from here? What's the current roadblock? Like what are we looking to do? Uh, anything that sticks out for you as far as like kind of obstacles you're trying to overcome? Yeah. So challenges to our business aren't really like in the marketing sense. I, 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 there's a lot of, which are good. We're doing our job. Yeah. Everyone heard that. There's no no challenges in marketing. Yeah, No, I'm not really, I'm not really (laughs) concerned about the marketing side. I think just us, I think one of the things that we do really well and specifically Dan in our office, who is like an absolute rock star in hand. Shout out to Dan, man. Oh my God. Dan Dan is is a fucking key player. Dan's the best. Honestly, we we wouldn't be able to do the level of what we do on our uh, communications and social media without Dan. And he just does a tremendous job with it. But he's um, one of the things that he's really cognizant of and does a really good job with is recognizing the need to continue to push our boundaries onto different platforms and different forms of media as the space develops, right? And we're now, if you follow us on our social media pages, we're doing a lot more of the TikTok style of video, right? Which on IG Instagram Reels. is the Reels. Which I IG, love, by IG the way. Reels on I'm Instagram, right? TikTok, we have a TikTok page now, which we didn't have a year ago. Um, and we're really focusing on those because that is how people are consuming their their social media, right? That, that's Still video. The scrolling, yep. is, the scrolling is now boiled down to that. And when we first started, we, we talked about the need to make our videos short and to the point and, and that you know, it's okay to have a longer video here or there, and it's kind of feature-length things, could be fun, still could grab your attention, but, like, you're going to get more uh, opportunities to get in front of people if, you're, if your content's, like, keeping short. It into, yeah, yeah, keeping attention it spans, like, three seconds. Yeah, and so the reels really feed into that psychology, right. and that's where we've done a lot with. And, and the thing I love about reels and TikTok is that, you don't have to have a completely novel idea. Yeah. Actually, all, you're you're literally it's encouraged and yeah. it's popular to completely copy yeah. what somebody else yeah. did. And it might make you do better. Actually, believe yeah. it or not. Right, right. Yeah. Like it's it really is. It's encouraged yep. to take somebody else's idea spin and it. and and yeah, mimic it and spin it a little bit, but like essentially do the same thing that they were doing. Find you know, and that's like it it, it actually like amazes me. Because to me, it's not super interesting to see like a hundred of the same video that like a hundred different people are doing. But the way that it works when you're actually going through social media is that you're not seeing the same thing a hundred times. You're You're seeing 15 different things that have been replayed a hundred times over. So it's one, two, three, four, five, restart, one, two, three, four, five. And you're like, oh, it's funny that this guy did it this way. Like, oh my gosh, look at this one. Like, you know, and then, yeah, that trend, right, Mm -hmm. is, is becomes popular but that's what i love about those types of videos is that you really like the the ideas are already out there like Huge you know and the, we're not trying to be the one that captures the idea we're just trying to like be the one that takes an idea and be the first insurance agent to do it because yeah. it's going to be really funny to watch an insurance agent do 
something like this. And yeah, locally, whatever. dude, everybody loves to see like their local referral partners yeah, and people they know on screen. And right, it's exactly. Yeah. Well, the that. discovery section is now like, dude, I saw you on TV. It's like, oh, I saw you in my discovery <laughs> section. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right, like, right. oh shit, that's sick. <laughs> yeah, so so that's that's one thing, yeah, like a, that, that I think can be a challenge, but we've done a pretty good job of adapting to, but it, it does, I think it will continue to be a challenge that we need to, to meet. Um, is is that changing you know and I, I you can you can see it and it's going to continue that i think the facebook platform is is changing in a lot of ways there's um you know it it's still the same kind of stuff but it is a little bit different mm-hmm. than, you know like when i first got into this five years ago it was a lot easier to get a lot of attention on facebook yep whereas now Instagram and TikTok is a space where you can get a lot of attention and, and you can really start to grow your follower base on one of those platforms still. Yep. Whereas Facebook, it's maybe not as much, you know, um, but it's... Yeah, just taking up on new opportunities yeah. and kind of just... Following the trends. Yeah. There's going to be, be something else that's going to come out soon too. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Um, the, I guess a challenge that's coming to us really like the only challenge that I think insurance companies right now are dealing with is really the, the fact that everything's increasing. That's yep. probably, that's probably one area where insurance agents are having an, a, a challenge is because of, well, I mean, everything is costing more. Yeah. Right? Lumber you know? prices are up a bazillion right. percent. You so go to the gas pump, everything's labor, more expensive, right? Yeah. So all the costs that insurance companies have have gone up and now they're catching up and they're putting those costs back onto the consumer. So I, we field a lot of calls pr- like these days about people saying their their premium went up like three hundred dollars mm-hmm. or something, and you don't really have a good solution for them because everybody's premium went up three hundred dollars. So yeah. you're really just doing damage control and trying to do your best to explain the external factors that are causing their home insurance to go up. And for the most part, people understand that. Yeah, so. and hope that's re- you know relatively short term. Yeah, right. You it's know. not gonna every year. It's not gonna go up twelve percent. Hopefully, it goes like, down. It's a I don't know if it ever goes. Do insurance premiums ever go down? No, yeah, they're not gonna, yeah, they're not gonna go back down. But then, then again, like they, they'll level off though. Yep, you know? yeah, it's like for sure. It's not like mortgage rates where like, yeah. it goes up and down. Like the cost, well, because like, do we think the costs of like our contractors gonna lower their costs mm-hmm. ever? Nope. Right. Like what? What contractor do you know right now? You just paid me sixty. Why would much? I charge fifty? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Am I really yeah. gonna turn around and only charge this much now? Yeah. Like, yeah. Probably not. Probably it's not. gonna take a whole lot for that to happen. But right. Yeah. So then. Why would insurance go? Like their their costs are gonna stay the same, but yeah, you know, so that's yeah, it's probably it's probably here for good. Long term, as you know, market fluctuation aside, where do you see Lapointe Insurance Agency in fifteen thirty years? Like, what do you want? Do you want little Johnny, <laughs> little Johnny, to be shaking his ass on TikTok, slinging slinging insurance? Like, what do you want from the agency? What do you want from life? Like, what do you see next? Yeah, totally. Long-term. So long term, I. I I would never, I wouldn't never say that I have like a, a specific goal in mind of like Mm -hmm. where I want our business to be necessarily. But I do think that what, what we can do is really position ourselves to be, um, like really, really well-known household name for the home insurance space in New England. I think, you know, in like 15 years where I'd love to see us like, yeah, I would love to think that, you know, we are at the top of, you know, a short list of 
places that are going to get referred whenever somebody is going to buy a house. Yeah. That, like that's that's kind of like become synonymous with it in some way. Um, I want to see the new people that we bring on grow to be in a position where where I'm at right now. Uh, I want to be in a position where um, maybe not as super hands on with the with like the the actual sales piece of things, which is just I think natural. You know, I don't want to. Don't get me wrong. Like I love what I do, but I also don't want to be like grinding it out mm-hmm. the way forever. I do right now forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not. It's yeah, it's not a long term uh, thing that I think anybody should like put themselves through either. It's <laughs> part of building a business, right? right. That's the Definitely. difference between being a business yeah. owner and you know and being a leader. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And I think you know where we're at right now. There's the the industry. Um, like the insurance industry has like certain categories for like sizes of agencies. And a couple of years ago, my dad said, like, wouldn't it be cool if in 10 years we could be part of this like midsize agency group? And the midsize agency group is full of a bunch of companies that have grown to that size through either developing a really strong program of sales for businesses. So they're selling they found a niche and they're selling business insurance policies to bigger businesses that are like, you know, 200, 300, a million dollar a year premiums, like for a policy for a business. There are businesses out there that pay a million dollars a year for their insurance. Like Mm -hmm. they're big businesses, but there's agencies that, that sell those policies and that's how they've grown. Right. And that's a lot of them in this midsize, uh, category and the other ones are ones that have grown to that size through acquisitions mergers yeah. right so mergers and acquisitions so they're not actually like you know selling a lot of policies but what they are is they're really savvy business people they have good s- systems and operations and they know how to absorb another insurance agency bring them into the fold and grow that way but we have a chance to do that by nickel and diming our way there yeah. through home and car insurance policies, which we think would be really cool if we busted into that category of agencies by doing something totally different, by literally, you know, like nips and cuts of small policies one by one and to you, like a massive level. You'd you have know? an insane advantage too because mm-hmm. you don't care. Like if one policy drops for that million dollar agency, 100%. percent that's a big chunk of their revenue right. and they can't sleep really well at night for you. Yeah. They're going to be gold, the next day. They're going to be like, Oh no, what do I do? Right. Yeah. Like for us, the risk is, uh, yeah. That like slowly over time we are getting, you know, deteriorated by another yeah. company. But if we continue to grow in the way that we are, we really don't have to worry about that. You yeah. know, We're just, it's not a real concern for us as the, the lost clients. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, lost clients is a concern. I want to definitely retain as many clients as possible. I want every client to be happy with us and feel like we're still delivering on our promise. But you don't have if to there's worry. right, like I don't have to sweat it if this client is yeah. turns out to be a jerk one day and right. I just don't want to work with them anymore. Yeah. It sounds like we're very similar in the fact that like when, cause I asked you that question cause I, I was interested in hearing like, do you have this goal? Because people ask me that a lot. And I really don't know exactly where I want to be, but I do know the day-to-day tact. I want to be consistent. It's what I've done for the past five years. The same plays that I know are right, do the same things, and we'll see where the chips fall. Right. You know, if I keep doing the day-to-day stuff, I know I'll be in the right position. And, you know, we can set goals along the way, but it's, I don't want to be, you know, whatever. This, I don't want to look like this in 30 years. It's just, I want to do the right stuff until then. And 
I'll be happy with wherever I am. Yeah, definitely. Because I don't, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's reasonable to set certain like set having measurable goals is important, mm-hmm. but like it's hard to pick a goal like what we're trying to get at, right? Like, yeah. uh, like oh, I want to be the number one insurance agent for like this, like. Okay, like I, I could come up with that if I spend a long enough time thinking about it. Like I could say, like, yeah, I want to be like the number one insurance agency by market share in like mm-hmm. New England or something like that. Like, okay, but then what? That and also that's not really like I, I don't know if that's really what I yeah. want to do. Yeah, like, think about all know? the opportunities that you missed because you were so dead set on being number one. Where like, yeah. okay, maybe the chips could have fallen in other places that would have been more beneficial. Yeah, you're yeah. not for what I need. You're not beholden to shareholders, so use that as your advantage. You don't have to do things like that. Right. So like, why I want to be the best LaPointe insurance that we can possibly be. Yep, you know, right. I want to continue to grow as fast as we possibly can. You know, I want to continue to bring on quality people and and see them grow as best they possibly can. Yeah, but absolutely. like, yeah, to like set a, you know, yeah, we want to get to this point per se. Because uh, I don't think a lot of the best, I don't know, like are there athletes out there that, you know, am I like totally missing the point here? No, 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 you're right? spot right? on. You think about yeah. like, I don't know, like a Kobe Bryant or yeah. like a Michael Jordan or something. Like, Did Michael Jordan say like, I want to win like 12 championships? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I like, think he probably just woke up like, every day and was like, I'm going to be better than everyone else today. Right. You know, it's I like maybe so. he wants to be the best of all time. That's great. But it's like, he, you sure. don't just sit on, sit on your couch and think about right. being the best. What of are all the time. steps? That's the staircase yeah. to get there. Yeah. Cool. Totally. Yeah. I want to yeah. be the best insurance agent of all time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Bang. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same boat. Justin, do you, do you have any more questions or anything else that you wanted to go over? No, no, John. I think that pretty much wraps us up. You know, I think it's pretty apparent that you're doing great things for the insurance world and that you're you're grinding away. And like we said, you're sending the elevator back down for the people that you really think that uh, deserve it. And, you know, you're looking out for everybody else in your industry. So we definitely appreciate it. We definitely appreciate your time and everything that you're doing for your industry. So Thanks, um, man. if people are wondering how they can get in contact with you or if they can how, how they can learn more about you, where yeah, do you think we you can want send to plug? them? Anything you want to plug? Oh, um, well, yeah, if you want to get a hold of us... Um, just honestly, <laughs> Google us. <laughs> LaPointe. Google LaPointe Insurance. Uh, it's fun to say that because I know that we have it. We could do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Google us, um, and you know, you'll find us, and we can help you out with whatever you need. There you go. Hopefully, um, yeah. And thank you guys. Really, really appreciate having me on the podcast. But I guess you know the plug I'd give is to Namra because Namra has been uh, yeah a huge part of our success and. Um, I think just matches our energy on things, which which makes what we do a lot a lot of fun, you know. Because there's, um, yeah, Thank there's you. they're just similar to what I was saying about insurance. Like there's 101 places that you can buy your insurance from. Like there are maybe even more than that <laughs> people who are making them out to be mar- making them making themselves out to be marketing experts in the space. And I'm sure a lot of them like, sure I'm sure a lot of them do a great job and they and they know what they're doing. But like. I've found that you guys are a great mix of you know what you're talking about and you're able to deliver, you know, a good product for us. And at the same time, like we always have fun doing it, too. And I think you you can kind of, yeah, match our our vision and and the energy that we're trying to bring to the table, which makes everything just that much more enjoyable. Because, you know, I, I know that when we're excited and anticipating some release of a fun video that we did, like you guys are equally as excited and enjoying the fact that that video is going out too. You know, it's not like you're just doing this because like, sure, yes, you're being paid to do it, but also like 
you're genuinely like okay. yeah excited yeah. about the product that's going to be put out there and like the concept or whatever so Dude, absolutely. that's the best compliment we can get thank yeah, you man of course. much appreciate yeah, it and thank, thank you, you yeah thank you for the support and happy to be a small uh small piece of all the great <laughs> things that you guys are up to at lapointe insurance <laughs> man you, all right appreciate you guys right. thank you buddy good stuff you. all right until next time thanks guys see you